Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. Many cities have a defining sandwich. New York's pastrami on rye, the Philly cheesesteak, Chicago's hot beef. But what about the greatest food region in the country, our own Bay Area? We don't have an official or even an unofficial sandwich. Instead, we have a profusion of sandwiches from different places in this country and around the world. In a recent essay for KQED, Rocky Rivera says our local sandwiches have an unparalleled layering of textures that can't be found anywhere else. And today, in our latest installment of All You Can Eat with Luke Sai, Rocky will join us and we'll hear from sandwich makers and sandwich eaters about everything you can put between slices of bread. That's all coming up after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. And welcome to our latest edition of All You Can Eat with Luke Sai, food editor here at KQED. Welcome, Luke. Thanks so much, Alexis. And we are talking about sandwiches, of course, this morning, thanks to MC and writer Rocky Rivera's recent essay for KQED on the city sandwiches. It's part of her series, Frisco Foodies. Welcome, Rocky. Good morning. And to balance KQED's resident sandwich eaters, we're also joined by Cesar Hernandez, associate restaurant critic with the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay, y'all. We have so many sandwiches to talk about this morning, so we got to get right into it. Luke, is there a candidate for the defining Bay Area sandwich? (laughs) I mean, I think, like you said in your intro, the short answer is we don't really have one. Um, You know, I just came back from the East Coast um where i was visiting with family and so like we don't really have like an equivalent to the new york city um bodega bacon egg and cheese we don't have a main lobster roll like there's no you know philly cheesesteak there's no one sandwich where if you say san francisco or you say the bay area people immediately think of that you know so i think like there are maybe some candidates where we can say like there's like a handful of maybe signature sandwiches and maybe we can talk about that in a bit um but i think um That's why I think for a long time I sort of thought, well, you know, maybe San Francisco just isn't really like a sandwich town. But I think um, Rocky's essay um, that she wrote recently just laid out a beautiful argument for why it actually is. Rocky, let's hear about it. Yeah. So when Luke and I were pitching around this idea, I brought up uh, my neighborhood sandwich shop, which is located at Mission Terrace. Excelsior border called Roxy Food Center, and it was just the place that I went as a high school kid going to Balboa High School, um, you know, during lunch or after school. And it wasn't until I moved away from San Francisco that I realized that I could not get a sandwich like that anywhere else. So I would like to put a bid in for the Dutch Crutch 
Dutch crunch sandwich to be the San Francisco style deli sandwich that we should know. So mm. I definitely plead that case in my essay because every time a San Franciscan moves away from the Bay, they can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> That's actually a good measuring stick. Um, you know, for those who aren't, I mean, maybe people aren't familiar with Dutch crunch. Um, what do we know about the, the provenance of this bread? Do you want to take that one, Luke? Sh- sure. I mean, I, you know, I think um, w- what we know is it, it was not invented in the Bay Area. I think we know that for certain. I think its origins are um, probably in the Netherlands, hence the name Dutch Crunch. Um, and these are basically sandwich rolls that have this sort of mottled, um, stripey pattern on top. Like it looks, I think it's been compared to like a giraffe's stripes. Um, and that's made by applying this paste um, that has rice flour and a bunch of other things in it to the dough um, before you bake it. And then what that does is that it yields this sort of extra crispy, crackly kind of top layer on top of the bread, um, which gives it this extra crunch and extra layer of texture, which I think is – I'm a fan of it. I think it's a really nice thing for sandwiches. And like Rocky said, um, I think if you grew up in the Bay Area, maybe you take it for granted – but it is true. You go to other parts of the country and people have no idea what you're talking about. Caesar, um, do you have a dissenting take on Dutch Crunch? I <clears throat> I tend to love Dutch Crunch because it sort of highlights the sort of bread that I can't get where I'm from, uh, L.A. And I also think, uh, to add to this, I think that the Dutch Crunch does seem to be one of the defining features of what could be a, a Bay Area sandwich. Um I sort of passed this question along to our food uh, like newsroom and Caleb, our, our, one of the, the editors, uh, he passed along that uh, there is a sandwich shop that opened in New York that does, that uses Dutch Crunch. So I think when you start to see sort of like copycats or people jumping on a trend, I think that's a good metric for, you know, yeah. what could be a defining style. But Solejo, uh, the former critic, also says that like toasts are, are pretty big here, like open face uh, sandwiches. You're stealing my scorching hot take, Caesar, which is that the San Francisco sandwich, you guys are going to hate this so much, <laughs> is avocado toast. <laughs> if we had a defining Bay Area sandwich, it would be no. avocado toast. Ah, oh, you hate it. I knew it. I was, I was, all right. All right. Why not? It's not Why not? a sandwich. It's toast. <laughs> it's toast. It's not a sandwich. You need another piece of bread on top. You need... Uh, you know, other things from California to make it a sandwich. Avocado on a piece of bread is not a sandwich. I Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> what if there are two pieces of toast, though, and it's an open face sandwich, you know? No, Luke, are you, uh, are you, you also, I assume, uh, hate this take. Alexis, I love uh, that you... Uh, threw that out there. Um, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about it. Um, I, you know, I like, I have a pretty open mind as far as like, what is, you know, like that old, like, is a taco a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Like that old <laughs> kind of like, you're a maximalist, uh, s- silly yeah. debate. And so, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, like we can call it a sandwich. Um, is it the Bay Area sandwich? You know, in 2023, 
Are people still even eating avocado toast? I don't. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was like a very like 2016 thing where people were saying like, oh, if you didn't spend five dollars on avocado toast, you could like mm. send all your kids to college. Like I feel like that. That was like <laughs> that was like a big thing. I don't know if people are still. You know, I I still see it obviously now and again, and there are a handful of places that do it really well, and I enjoy it. Um, but. I feel like that's more the sort of thing that people will say to make fun of people from the Bay Area. Like, yes. all, all, you guys don't have sandwiches. All you have is avocado toast. So, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> what do you I call? mean, yeah. yes, I know exactly what you're saying. I agree that it has passed its moment as a part of the discourse. But who doesn't love to just, like, slather some avocado onto a piece of bread? You know, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Not necessarily you're going into a place and ordering the $12 avocado toast, but... It's like a, you know, everyday kind of kind of thing. No one no one's buying it. <laughs> yeah, well I do think and and no, Ro- Ro- not at all. and Rocky talks about this in her essay. I do think you do touch on, you know, what I think is one of the defining characteristics of the Bay Area sandwich scene, which is our excellent produce, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do think like if we want to talk about Dutch crunch as one defining thing, another defining thing would be like sandwiches that feature like peak season, mm. like whatever is in season produce. So like right now we're entering um, peak season for what I think would be another contender for a Cal- uh, California or Bay Area sandwich, which is just the tomato sandwich or the bacon or the BLT mm. or the BLAT, mm-hmm. you know, the California yeah. version of it, which is, you know, a- again, bacon, lettuce, tomato, maybe avocado. Um, and like a, like 10 months out of the year, I think that's kind of like a, tr- a trash sandwich that I wouldn't I wouldn't want to touch, you know. But for these two, like basically from now until September or October, like that is a glorious like it doesn't need hardly anything, you know. Yeah. Like maybe a swipe of mayo, um, yeah. and that's a beautiful sandwich. And I think that's a that's a thing that you can't find. I won't say you can't find it anywhere else, but it is a u- uniquely great sandwich here in the Bay Area. Yeah, um, Caesar, do you have a favorite BLT for people out there? Oh man, um, I like the one from Sequoia Diner in Oakland. Mm. Uh, it's not like it's not super, uh, you know, subversive or any in any way, but it's just classic good. And 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 I think for me. Well, one, I want to respond to the the toast thing. I think avocado <laughs> avocado toasts, you know, are sort of like get the most attention. But I think in the Bay Area, no one really does uh, tomato toast like the Bay Area. Like it's mm. it's like a special thing. I think uh, that really highlights the produce. And to speak on that, like California, sort of like touch. There's been you know a, a number of of new delis, which many of which don't accept like modifications, and they they present you the packages uh I mean, excuse me they, they present you the sandwiches as packages where you can't really change anything and a lot of that is driven by seasonality and produce and things like that but yeah i don't know i think i i i, I like the question of like what is the barrier sandwich but i'm also interested in like there's so many good sandwiches here that aren't <laughs> just like one defining style that th- that's what i usually tend to focus on is yeah. like the deeper cuts yeah we're talking about our favorite Bay Area sandwiches, joined by Cesar Hernandez, associate restaurant critic with the San Francisco Chronicle, Luke Sai, food editor here at KQED, and Rocky Rivera, MC and writer. 
She's got an amazing series on KQED called Frisco Foodies. And of course, we want to hear from you. This is all you can eat. We love hearing your your takes. I'm sure none of them are as scorching hot as mine about avocado toast. Uh, is there a quintessential Bay Area sandwich? Or if you don't think there is, you can also just tell us what's your favorite sandwich in the Bay Area. You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. And of course, Twitter, Instagram threads, we're KQED Forum. Um, some folks have already uh, put up their opinions in various places. Um, Jamie writes in to say, in Berkeley, it was Fred's, Fred's Market's Chicken Sandwich, rest in peace. In Oakland, Bake Sale Betty's Fried Chicken Sandwich. And in San Francisco, it's a mission-style burrito. Um, what do you think, Rocky? How do you evaluate those picks? I mean, there is a time and place for every one of those sandwiches. I love Bake Sale Betty's. I love to go down international and get a banh mi sandwich from any of the purveyors that have either grilled eel or fish cake, depending on how I feel. So I do think that there's a style of sandwich for every hankering you might have, but I'm going to double down and say it's all about the Dutch crunch bread. And you can put avocado on Dutch crunch. You're just going to add some really high-quality meats and point ranch cheese, make sure it's toasted perfectly so it doesn't scratch the roof of your mouth, and you're good to go. So I, I definitely am going to hold down Roxy's <laughs> Food Center since 1975. I love it. You are in the Balboa Park area. They are a staple of the community. It's more than just a sandwich place. It's a community place. They've definitely helped out residents that couldn't afford their groceries. So there's more that goes into a sandwich than just sourdough bread and avocado. So I, I definitely think that it's all of that. Thank you so much. That was Rocky Rivera. Also joined by Luke Sire, our food editor, and Cesar Hernandez from the San Francisco Chronicle. We'll get to some of your calls and more comments right after the break. We're talking sandwiches. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about our favorite Bay Area sandwiches with Rocky Rivera, MC and writer, writes the Frisco Foodie series here at KQED. Luke Sai, who's our food editor, and Cesar Hernandez, the associate restaurant critic at the San Francisco Chronicle. 
uh, I'm laughing at myself here because there are so many comments and calls already. Apparently, we uh, this is a this is a topic listeners want to talk about. Let me just get to a couple of the uh, of the the comments about different sandwiches. One listener writes cheese and stuff in Berkeley. Simple sandwiches that are nostalgic comfort food for many UC Berkeley students. Campus favorite, often with the line out the door. Cheap too, and they're generous with size. Another listener wants to shout out uh, Giordano Brothers. I really miss the hot copa sandwich with a fried egg at Giordano Brothers that closed after the pandemic. It was Pittsburgh style with fries stuffed inside the sandwich. So good. I guess I need to go to Pittsburgh again to have it. This is like one of the funnier ones. This is Kenna on our, our Discord, which we've been telling you about a little bit. I'm going to open the door soon, but Kenna's on Discord already. She writes, for ages now, my favorite sandwich in the Bay Area has been none other than a tuna salad sandwich from Whole Foods stuffed with potato chips. The tuna salad is flavorful and refreshing. The pickles are crisp, the mustard a perfect zing, and the crunch of those chips is the cherry on top. But for the first time in years, Whole Foods recently changed their deli menu and changed the sandwich. I tried to create it made-to-order style, but it simply wasn't the same. Rip <laughs> Whole Foods tuna sandwich. I wish I could have eaten it 1,000 more times. Um, I, man. That is, that is the kind of passion we like to see on this show. I just want to say that. <laughs> um, let's bring in, we've been talking about eating sandwiches. Let's bring in a sandwich maker. We have Albert Oak, owner of Oak's Deli in Oakland. Welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. So, Albert, what do you think? I mean, anybody can make a sandwich. We've all made a sandwich. It's like the first thing you can teach a kid how to make, basically. What do you think takes a sandwich from being good to being great? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just sort of, uh, I don't want to say knock sandwiches, but uh, they, a lot of people think sandwiches are just really simple things. But um, I guess when it comes down to it, they can be really simple and also can, they can be really complex. Uh, I guess the first step would probably be uh, to, to source or to get some of uh, the better quality ingredients that you can possibly get. I mean, it all depends. Some people just want like a quick and easy sandwich. Um, but if you're trying to do something a little bit fancier, it's, it always helps to, to get higher quality ingredients. And I guess lastly would be the, uh, just the layering and the ratios mm -hmm. are really important. No one wants like a sandwich that just like oozes everything just like comes out and it just falls apart. So the structure is really important and it sounds a little ridiculous because it is, it is a sandwich, but, uh, the ratios and structuring are, are probably. No, no, no. I, I'm super interested in this. What do you think the proper ratio of sort of like bread height to meat height in the sandwich should be? Assuming deli uh, meat here. Uh, if it's like a sort of a, I guess, charcuterie or, or saltier cold cuts, um, I would probably just do slightly less on the, on the, on the protein and, and pile more on pile more uh, veggies and spread on, um, but it really comes down to just what your personal preferences and what you like to enjoy. Yeah. Um, how about you? Do you aside from your own shop, which is obviously very good, um, what wh what other shop would you like to shout out or style a sandwich? Um, I mean, I, I they're not open anymore, but I, I grew up eating uh, Genovas, so mm -hmm. uh, I was a uh, I know some other people were pretty upset too, but I, 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 I think the first time I went there, I was probably 13. I was working at the oil change, uh, close, close by. And I would walk over to my lunch break, but, um, I don't know if it counts as a shout out, but, uh, Genova's for sure, uh, will be missed. Um, and I'm going to say my go-to place for sandwiches right now would be, um, 
either Star Meats or Molinari's in San Francisco. Wait, is Star Meats the place that's in the back of Star Market? I believe so, yeah. On, uh, on Claremont there, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, for those who haven't been there, those sandwiches are like um, the size of a laptop. I mean, they're like so large. Uh, it's kind of amazing. Um, and also really, really good. Um, hey, Albert Oak, thank you so much. People can visit Oak's Deli in Oakland. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Okay, we got to go to the phones, y'all, for a little bit of a, of a lightning round. Um, Navmeet in uh, San Jose, welcome to the show. Yes, hi, good morning. I am a huge fan of Bon Me sandwiches, um, and we are so lucky to live in the Bay Area where we get so many different types of foods, etc. I, I think it's like the perfect sandwich. It has flavor, it has crunch, and the right amount of meat. It's not like a sandwich that's falling apart. That's my worst kind of sandwich. <laughs> I love that. Navmi, thank you so much. You are answering uh, listener Eric, who said, what the heck, you guys? Why has no one said Bon Me yet? Um, and I have to say, Luke, when I was talking with my family about this show, we basically settled on, if you had to just pick one sandwich only, I, I settled on Bon Me. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great pick. Um, I think, you know, like we have so many food cultures um, and sandwich types as a result um, that have been so um, entrenched in the Bay Area that even if they don't come from the Bay Area originally, I really think of them as Bay Area sandwiches now. And I think the bun mi is definitely one of those. Like, I don't think I ever even had a bun mi, you know, growing up on the East Coast until I moved out to the Bay Area, you know. So having a bun mi in Oakland was like one of my introductions to Oakland. Um, so I think absolutely, you know, and... Um, I mean, talking about value also, I mean, I think we can have some discourse about like what the proper price is for a bun me, like if it should be $5 or $10 or whatever. But I think we suffice it to say, like, as long as there's a bun me shop, like I know I'm never going to go hungry, <laughs> you know, like I can be <laughs> totally broke um, and I can get like a $5 bun me and it'll feed me for the day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, let's bring in um, Mitch in Fremont. Welcome, Mitch. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So my my uh, my my idea of what makes a uh, a regional sandwich is when people come from out of town, they want to to have it, right? So I've had so many visitors. I live in Fremont. I've had so many visitors come and say, "Hey, we have to go to San Francisco and have a shrimp po'boy," and they're like, "Why that?" And they they say because they heard that's what's a good thing to eat in San Francisco. So that's my wow. vote. Wow, that's so. I mean, I would. You know, shrimp po' boy, I would associate with not San Francisco. What do you think, Rocky? <laughs> what do you think? Well, I just came back from New Orleans, and I know New Orleans is actually experimenting. I actually went to a po' boy festival a couple of years back. I had a koji, a bulgogi po' boy, and the last time I went, they had a Filipino beefsteak po' boy. So... Maybe we're inheriting it because New Orleans moved on, but it will, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and disagree because I definitely think that uh, we're not really known for the French bread. Um, in that way, we're known for the sourdough. Um, so I would definitely respectfully disagree. 
You know, I, I just love the idea you went to a poor boy festival. I mean, that is that is the kind of festival that I want to go to. Um, uh, Caesar, I, you know, talking exactly. about, it's, we've talked about bread a little bit. I, one of the things that I think San Francisco has done really well and the, the Bay Area region generally are these, you know, amazing sourdough breads. And I don't mean like the bread bowl kind. I mean, like people who've really gone back to some traditional baking techniques and have come up with these amazing breads. We have so many of them now. Isn't that kind of like one of the defining things like I, I think our bread around here is just so good yeah absolutely i mean i think that recently uh, i think either just put out a piece uh rise up bakery they have been big on uh the hoagie roll which i've seen used around uh there's a spot that i recently went to in pacifica that uses that that it's it's like a sesame crusted hoagie roll and i think it is sourdough as well but it's a spot in Pacifica called Sweeney Ridge that does, like, Korean-style uh, sandwiches that are, like, smoked. Um, and I think that <clears throat> part, I, I wrote, a, like, a, a best-of sourdough list. And I think what I wanted to do was, yes, acknowledge, like, the greats. Like, uh, I think Tartine does, you know, great mm-hmm. job. Uh, Josie Baker. But then there's, like, folks in Concord, uh, like, the spot called uh, Rico Pan, a Casa de Alfajor. They sell Virote Salado, which is, like, a a style of bread that is salted kind of sourdough and you use it in tortas ahogadas you use it in uh lunches and like stuff like that so i think the bread culture i think is so good here that i don't even think we think of it as like mm. you know the style but i think that it really set off like so many sandwiches and it's like the one of the most crucial parts of the sandwich yeah absolutely um I love, uh, Rocky, you've got some, uh, some support for this uh, listener here. There's a corner store in yeah. Richmond near the Chevron plant that serves a, quote, Chevron Sando. Basic cold cuts, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, mustard, and Dutch crunch. Put anything on Dutch crunch and in a liquor store, that's true Bay Area flavor right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I'm it. I'm that person right there. <laughs> The uh, let's see. Well, let's go back to the phones. There's some. There's some more very fun calls here. Uh, Marie in Petaluma, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. I had to shout out for Little Luca in South San Francisco. They have been a favorite. Um... Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, I did. We just. Uh, we just lost you. All right. Let's go to uh, Angie in Oakland. Hi, I have a replacement for your avocado toast. It's called Poppy's Bagels, and they it's called a veg bagel. Their bagels are so crispy on the outside and so, like, just soft in the middle, and they put this amazing salsa matcha with, like, micro cilantro, avocado, and radish. It's so insane that I will take my son there, and he, I buy him a $17 bagel sandwich, <laughs> which is ridiculous to do, but... We just want to go every week, um, and everyone needs to try it. I'm kind of reticent to say this because I don't want the crowds to get longer than they already are. <laughs> I love that one, uh, Angie. And I think, you know, um, Caesar, you should we talk a little bit about salsa matcha? I hadn't actually thought about putting that on a bagel. These kind of like basically the, the chili oil of, uh, of Mexico. Yeah, um, I think the one that they use at Poppy's is uh, Quali Salsa. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is great. Like, I, I think all of the, the sandwiches, which are, you know, open, fa- or you can get them open-faced, uh, where, like, both of the ingredients, or the ingredients are mirrored on, on both slices. Uh, but in terms of salsa matcha, my favorite is from this 
a tortillero called Bolita, and he uses. I think when you when you want like a great salsa matcha, it's about the chili. So uh, you know, most people use like chile de arbol, which is known for like its dry sort of spice. But mm-hmm. morita is like when you when you got like the good stuff. Uh, it's got like a deeper sort of like bolder mm-hmm. flavor. Um, and yeah, it's it's great on sandwiches because it it's like a it's chili crunch without as much of the crunch. Yeah, let's bring in um, Lisa in San Carlos. Welcome, Lisa. Hi there. I mean, nobody's mentioned the classic torta. Um, Pancho Villa, when I was pregnant 25 years ago, I would knock these back like crazy. Um, Pancho Villa would make these fantastic al pastor, beans, sour cream, avocado, um, jalapeno, just like I can taste them right now. They were amazing. They still are, but yeah. I mean, I I also love a torta. Thank you for that, um, Lisa. I Luke, I will say, I sometimes actually find them overwhelming. Like they, I I love them so much, and I also can't stop myself. I can't eat like half a torta. Like I eat the whole torta, and then I'm like, what have I done? Um, do you have a favorite torta, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and I agree with you. You know, like my favorite tortas are, like, for some reason, maybe not coincidentally, are all just like a humongous, <laughs> you know. Um, and you know, so like one that I'll shout out is uh, the um, torta cubana from um, um, Mexico Bakery um, mm, in San, San Jose, Jose, which is you know classic, classic spot, and it is like just bursting (laughs) you know it's got like four layers of like breaded steak cutlets and it's got avocado and it's got fresh cheese and it's got like a dozen other things you know but i think i agree like tortas just like bun mi are so embedded in bay area food culture that like to think of like a favorite torta is like almost like I just think of like what are my favorite tortas in my neighborhood because literally <laughs> like I walk out the door and there's like two amazing torta spots like within like five minutes of me like I'll, I'll shout out El Mexicano um, in Richmond and also Tacos El Rulas which has two locations including a new one that's in Richmond and both of those spots make amazing tortas and so it's like um, – it's even you know it's like bun me it's like what's your favorite it's like just like what's the best good one that's close to you mm-hmm. um we have a couple uh of other kind of, I mean, this is sort of vegetarian sandwiches i think is the sort of uh, mm-hmm. category here holly writes in to say as a native san franciscan i can tell you that avocado toast is a more recent fad tasty as it is the original avocado sandwich started about 50 years ago here and still iconic avocado fresh sliced tomatoes and alfalfa sprouts on an excellent thick sliced whole wheat bread. Um, Matoki over on our Discord again writes, as a vegetarian who doesn't miss meat but does miss barbecue sauce, I love the veggie melt roll at Smoking Woods Barbecue in Temescal. They take their mac and cheese and top it with sautéed veggie medley of green beans, carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts, put it on a toasted French roll, and give you their barbecue sauce on the side. I like to order all the non-meat sides of barbecue joints, and it's kind of like all the best sides in a sandwich. Um, does anyone want to shout out their favorite vegetarian sandwich? Luke, do you have one? Or Rocky? 
do eggs count? Eggs count. I well, okay. let's let's say maybe. <laughs> let's say non-meat. Well, we'll change the category to non-meat-based sandwich. So eggs count. I think bread belly has one of the best egg sandwiches. As does uh, Bartavell in Berkeley. Um, there's so many like amazing egg sandwiches in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, I, I would also mention um, the Salbing sandwiches at Lion Dance Cafe oh in God. Oakland. So they're, they're like a sort of vegan Singaporean spot. And Salbing are these like uh, flatbreads, you know, usually with sesame seeds on the outside. They're sort of like toasty and, and sort of chewy. Um, and they do all kinds of amazing sandwiches <laughs> with them. And like uh, the best one to order is just whatever one they have for that particular day. Um, so I would say that that immediately comes to mind if you're talking about non-meat options. Yeah. Um, here is a slightly unconventional, well, I don't, maybe not, maybe not. Um, Laura's going to get mad at me. Laura writes in to say, San Francisco sandwich, really guys, has to be fresh Dungeness crab salad on griddled sliced sourdough bread. Rocky, what do you think? Well, based on our last conversation about Dungeness crab, um, that might be an endangered sandwich because we haven't been able to enjoy Dungeness crab um, on time, on season for a couple years now. So I could definitely agree with that, but there's a little bit of a logistical situation that we're dealing with with our Dungeness crab. So I definitely will put a bit in for a Dungeness crab sandwich pending all of the climate change issues that we have to deal with in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone wants to listen... Um, we just like type Dungeness Crab, Rocky Rivera, KQED Forum, and you can find um, <laughs> the last time Rocky was on um, talking exactly. about her memories of Dungeness Crab. So good. Um, we're talking about our favorite Bay Area sandwiches with Rocky Rivera, MC and writer. She writes KQED's Frisco Foodies series. Luke Size, food editor here at KQED, and Cesar Hernandez, associate restaurant critic at the San Francisco Chronicle. Earlier, we were also joined by Albert Oak owner of Oaks Deli in Oakland. We're, of course, taking your calls and your comments. Is there a quintessential Bay Area sandwich? If so, what is it? If you don't think so, what's your favorite sandwich shop or sandwich in the Bay? You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. If you can't get through there, try forum at kqed.org, or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, or KQD Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for more right after the break. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is All You Can Eat with Luke Sai, food editor here at KQED, covering our Bay Area food cultures. Also joined this morning by Rocky Rivera and Cesar Hernandez. We're going to do a little lightning round of people on the phones here shouting out favorite sandwiches. Um, Helen in Oakland, you're up. Hey, Helen. Do you have a favorite sandwich? Hello. Oh, hey, Helen. Go ahead. Yes. I'm Helen from Oakland, and my favorite sandwich is Cowbird in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Peralta Street. Yes, and that it's one a is. Fried chicken sandwich. Do you get the spicy or the not spicy? I get the just the regular. Just the regular, yeah. Thank you yeah, so much, I'm Helen. Fine. Appreciate that. I I have to give a shout out to their spicy, which is really amazingly good. Um, West Oakland, there. Let's go to uh, Austin in San Francisco. Welcome. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. So I actually want to offer some dissenting opinion here. Uh, I've been in the Bay Area for about 10 years, and I actually have not had a sub that I really, really liked. But I just want to say this to all your listeners. <laughs> Google Pub Sub, and it will change your life if you ever have one. <laughs> the experience, the smell, the taste, everything about it is just life-changing. And uh, it's Pub Sub, which is public sub, and it's from that awful state of Florida, but they're awfully good subs, and I just wanted to say that. Thanks. A pub sub. All right. We will yeah. we will Google right after the show. Um, let's bring in Phil in Burlingame. Welcome, Phil. Hey. So I think one characteristic of a, a prototypical one is cross-cultural. So in, in Mountain View on Middlefield, there was this amazing thin-sliced chicken breast that he would marinate overnight in ginger, Quick fry it, tomatoes, you know, lettuce. And the second thing about Bay Area sandwiches is we don't just slap mayo on. It's sriracha mayo or spike, you know, that because yeah. that's what is left on your tongue after you're done with the chewing. And it just really just blows up the sandwich and, and makes it really unique. I love that. Yeah, Phil, great, great points. I agree. There's that sort of cultural mixing that seems to be, you know, we covered a lot in, in All You Can Eat and part of what's so great about Bay Area food culture. Um, Chris in Antioch, welcome. Hey, thank you. Two of my favorites. Um, number one, Geneva Delicatessen, and the Oakland location did close, but if you're on a road trip, they still have the Napa location open, and that's the Dominic's original Geneva Delicatessen. Uh, amazing sandwiches. And uh, when I take a road trip to visit my son in college in San Luis Obispo, I've got to stop by high street market in delhi for the turkey pesto sandwich mm. and both of those they've got to be on sourdough rolls oh i love that um you have some um pesto fans in the comments as well sergio writes i'm a sucker for pesto i always look for a grilled chicken pesto needless to say on a dutch crunch roll <laughs> um let's we have a, a comment from one of our listeners uh madeline on instagram writes the saint in oakland's laurel district is my favorite their sandwiches are incredible the team is so nice and they have so much variety and we in fact are joined this morning by saint james saint james boney owner and chef of the saint sandwich shop welcome hey how's it going guys Hey, good, good. So let's, uh, you know, same question for you that I asked, Alberto. What do you think takes a sandwich from being like a good sandwich anybody could make, you know, uh, in their house in two minutes to like a great sandwich? 
Um, I think that, I mean, obviously it's the bread, uh, first and foremost, like we use acne bread baked every day. So, you know, I think that's a huge factor. Um, and then, and then seasoning all your vegetables. Like I see that so much in, in sandwich shops that I go to no salt and pepper on tomatoes, no salt and pepper on avocado, even the lettuce, oil, vinegar on everything, you know, that's kind of what I think kind of changes it up. And then maybe making like a roasted garlic aioli or sun-dried tomato aioli, something to just kind of give it a little bit of pop. Yeah. What do you think sort of defines the sort of East Coast style sandwich versus like what you find in the Bay Area? Um, I think it's just really simple, just slicing the meats super thin. Uh, you don't see that a lot here as well. You know, I always see like a stacked sandwich when I go in and like, it's just kind of thick ham, thick salami and it just thick provolone and, you know, it ends up sliding all over the place. I think it's just like kind of layering and, and kind of having more texture in the sandwich. Mm. Um, and then, and then bread, like here it's more sourdough Dutch crunch and, East Coast has like a more like hoagie roll, like a little bit more crunch or that kind of style. Sesame mm-hmm. seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And la- last thing for you, um, what's a sandwich shop you want to shout out other than your own, of course? Um, you know, I really like um, Freddy's, Freddy's Deli in San Francisco. Mm. And what do you get there? You ever been there? No, I've I never been. Italian. Yeah, it's just like an old school shop that's been there for like, I don't even know, like 100 years or something. It's been there forever. Um, I always get the the Italian, just like classic old school Italian sandwich. Delicious. Oil vinegar, all the stuff. I love that. Thank you so much, St. James Boney, owner and chef of the St. Sandwich Shop. Thanks for joining us this morning. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, on the topic of um, old school sandwich shops, Chip writes in to say Rado's in old Oakland. My teenage son wanted to call in to say that, but he is at his internship and unable to listen. That's that. It's the place right in, in old Oakland. Um, Rocky, do you, aside from, you know, Roxy's, which is in your, uh, which is in your essay and it's kind of in, in old school sandwich shop. Is there another San Francisco sandwich shop that you want to shout out of, of that type? Well, I do got to give honorable mention to Sub Center at West Portal, the closed down. That was one of the few contenders of San Francisco shops. It was always Roxy's, Little Luca, Sub Center um, that were in. Um, and, and that's another reason why I wrote that uh, column, because these little shops, um, even though I think Sub Center might be a chain, um, these shops are disappearing. Um, so the, the sandwich shop that uh, introduced me to Dutch Crunch was JB's at Jackson Park of Cheryl Hill. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all the, uh, like I said, neighborhood stores, liquor stores mm. that haven't made as much of a splash on Yelp, but are still there serving the same delicious quality food that I remember growing up. Yeah, Luke, you have one of those kind of shops? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I really appreciate Albert shouting out Geneva Deli um, earlier in the show. Um, and I do think... You know, when I think about a sandwich shop, it's it's like it's like Rocky said, it's not just the sandwiches themselves, but it's it's like someone who's been in their in the community for decades and like they know your order. You know, they know your idiosyncrasies, like, you know, whether you like onions or not, like whether you want your bread toasted or not. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want them to like hold the tomatoes, you know, and, and like, um, you know, like places like that, um, you know, sometimes they're just grab and go or sometimes like I love like the places where you can just sit there with like a newspaper for like a couple hours and like no one's going to bother you. Um, and it just feels like, you know, you're at a family spot. And so like, I want to shout out a place. It's not actually an old school place, but has some of that same vibe, which is Delhi Rama, um, Mm. in Berkeley, which is this place that's all about pastrami. Like they they do like pastrami pizza. They do pastrami tacos. They do all kinds of pastrami stuff, but their bread and butter of course is, uh, their pastrami, sandwich and it is like a top tier um pastrami sandwich um but it's also a place where like i just like to go in there with like a newspaper or like a book and just like you know hang out for an hour Mm. and like people watch and and it has that sort of friendly sort of vibe Mm. um before we go back one last oh yeah honorable mention um i just remembered i had a half and half po' boy from brenda's it was half fried catfish and half uh, fried shrimp that was really amazing. So shout out to Brenda's for their po' boys as well. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, Todd writes in to say, the defining sandwich for this East Coast Midwest transplant to California in 1998 was the tandoori chicken sandwich served by Tandoori Chicken USA in El Sobrante. California's the eastern shore of the Pacific Rim. More Pacific options. Please love that one. Um, and uh Carly writes in to say, the best sandwiches in Oakland are the tortas from Fruitvale. The torta de lengua from Guadalajara's taco truck off Fruitvale Avenue is my favorite one. Do you agree, Caesar, that that's the best one? Definitely, no. Um, I think the best torta in Fruitvale comes from this little shop that I wrote about a few months ago. It's called Benya's Bakery. Um, They used to just cater to... The local day laborers that sort of like are around that area. Um, and they do this amazing chorizo con papas torta. But you can just get, uh, oh, this is a veggie. Well, I guess it has cheese. Um, it's just a cheese, like a queso fresco sandwich. But they have a ham one. Uh, she also does like chicharron. But I think Fruitvale in general or just East Oakland has some of my favorite, especially like tortas. Uh, there's this home restaurant called El Taco Style that sells uh, tortas de cabeza. There's tortas hogadas there, um, which is a drowned sandwich from Jalisco. But I think my favorite like classic sandwich uh, or like old school spots, I really like Sandwich Board in Alameda that mm. like roasts turkey in-house. They've been doing it for I don't know, like 20 plus years. Listener Margie agrees with you. Place smells amazing. It's been there since the early 80s, she says. And Marucci's C. Manja Ben in, in Walnut Creek. It's like this old school, sort of like what Luke was describing, where like everyone's sort of a regular and, and you know, sandwiches are under 10 bucks, I believe. So it's mm. it's it's got that like old school vibe. That's nice. Um, all right, back to lightning round on the phone here. Um, Charlie in Berkeley, welcome. Hi. <clears throat> Uh, I just wanted to mention the Cubano sandwich from Casa Latina, mm. Berkeley on San Pablo, a force of nature. Yes. Charlie, that's a great call. I mean, Casa Latina also just a, just a fantastic place all around. Um, love that one. Uh, Vincent in Sacramento, welcome to the show. Hi, Alexis. Uh, it's called the Luigi Boy. It's in at Luigi's Delicatessen in Concord, across from the Concord Bar Station. Cotto salami, ham, turkey, cheese lettuce, whatever. It just comes on a sourdough if you want, and it's 
awesome. That's so good. <laughs> I also love that too. Listeners, that's like news you can use. You end up, you're at, you're at the Concord BART station and you think to yourself, wait, there's actually an amazing sandwich place out here. I'm going to go out and get a Luigi boy. Um, here, let's go to Mick in San Francisco. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? sure can. Go ahead. Hey, I was going to shout out uh, Ted's Market and Daily there on uh, Howard and 11th in the city. They make a, a pretty good sandwich. They've been doing it for a while. Which one do you get? What's the sandwich you get there? I usually just go with the pastrami on a on a Dutch crunch, hot pastrami. It's That's pretty perfect. good, but they have a they have a lot of other good sandwiches, and they've been there forever. That's Ted's Market on Howard and 11th for those. It was the uh, it was the market in uh, in the Will Smith movie too. Uh, I don't remember, but it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty famous. That's great. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, I'm going to keep going. Virginia in San Francisco. Welcome. Thank you. Tosca brothers in North beach, the bakery basically, but they make their own bread and they make it right there in front of you. As you're buying your sandwich, you can see them kneading the dough. They just make cold cuts and cheese and they drizzle it with olive oil. And it's just, fabulous that's so good that was uh tosca brothers in north beach i can't believe how many calls there are today. I mean, just keep going here we go bill in mill valley welcome hey alexis love your show and i love this topic do you have a favorite sandwich? i have to say my yeah absolute famous favorite sandwich of all time would have to be the french dip at the rutherford grill it's i'm googling right perfect. now yeah where is the rutherford grill I haven't been. Well, Rutherford Grill is in Rutherford, but it's part of the Houston's chain. If you're in San Francisco, you can get it at Hillstone, right at uh, the end of Bay Street at the Embarcadero. It's um, perfect. The bun is beautiful, fresh, egg wash. They butter grill it to perfection. The beef is prime rib, sliced incredibly thin, perfect, so tasty and perfectly seasoned, and it comes with just horseradish cream and the perfect uh, dip. It's beautiful juice. You could just drink the, the consomme by itself. <laughs> and then uh, the go-to is the best one uh, for a nice palate cleanser is their coleslaw side dish. It's awesome. Wow. Uh, just Beautiful. I love it. Perfection. Bill, yeah, thank you so much. That's uh, the French dip at Rutherford Grill. What I love about that, Rocky, that one is like sending me down a full nostalgia train, like one of your one of your essays. Like I, I haven't had a French dip probably in like 25 years, but I used to love them so much, so much. Um, let's, yeah, that we all yeah. have we all have these food memories that are attached that are really nostalgic. That's why I love uh, coming on here and speaking with you about our food memories. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, one of the things that's um, really striking me about this show, Luke, is there's something about a sandwich that's like so remarkably like democratic. Like basically everyone has eaten a sandwich, has made a sandwich, has a favorite sandwich, has an opinion about a sandwich. Um, talk to me about like if you think sandwiches are the most like that of all these foods? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what that makes me think of is how during this pandemic, you know, we, like there was this language of uh, pivoting 
right? And like how many restaurants during the pandemic pivoted to sandwiches? Like that was basically what they pivoted to. And, you know, it was like all sorts of places that never serve sandwiches, including like fine dining and fine dining adjacent restaurants. You know, um, you had like one of my favorite spots, Hina Yakatori, this like high end like Yakatori spot in San Francisco. They were doing this like Japanese togarashi, like hot chicken sandwich. Um, mm. Delicious, you know. Um, you know, Birdsong, this fine dining restaurant in San Francisco, uh, became sort of notorious because they were doing a fried chicken sandwich also that very prominently had the claw still attached mm. <laughs> to, the, to the chicken leg. Um, and I think bit there's... Bit of a gimmick, bit of a gimmick, but I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, and I think they're still doing that. Like after after the, you know, once the pandemic sort of eased up, they opened that as a separate restaurant. And so I, I remember talking to the chef of that restaurant and he said, he doesn't know if he'll ever open another fine dining restaurant again. Like the pandemic just exposed sort of how risky and how precarious he yeah. that is but he wasn't upset about it he was like you know what people are going to open sandwich shops um and other spots like that and we're all going to be eating better as a result of that because you can put just as much care and just as much attention and just must love into a sandwich um and maybe it's like 10 bucks or maybe it's yeah. 20 bucks um but that's like a beautiful meal that everybody can access and everybody can appreciate. Yeah. yeah, if I could jump in, I think Oaks also, they started at Mago and they that sort of they apply that like fine dining pedigree to their sandwiches. Mm. And Caesar, let me ask you uh, one other question real quick before we have to go. It's just if someone wanted to go eat an adventurous sandwich, like something that maybe is like a little bit off the beaten track. We've been talking about the classics, we've been talking about the finding bear sandwiches. What about something that's just like way out there, but you're like, that's still really good? Okay, so there's a spot in San Jose called Tacos at Liver, and they serve this uh, Nayarit style, like roasted pig, like a whole pig, and you get like this crackling uh, pork skin, and then they put it in a roll, and then they'll drown it in this mustard salsa. And it's wow. it's a complete Bay Area like creation because it's there, that doesn't exist back in Nayarit, Mexico. He just created it here, and it, it's excellent. Oh man, that sounds so good. We have been talking about our favorite Bay Area sandwiches. We've been joined by Cesar Hernandez, associate restaurant critic with the San Francisco Chronicle, Luke Sai, our food editor, of course, KQED, and Rocky Rivera, the MC and writer, wrote a great essay on her favorite sandwich shop, Roxy's. Earlier, we were joined by Albert Oak, owner of Oak's Deli in Oakland, and St. James Boney, owner and chef of the St. Sandwich Shop. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Thank you so much for all of your calls and comments. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead with Nina Kim. Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. 
even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite- Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.